welcome to another episode of No Plans to Merge. Another one? Another one. Who are I'm you? your host, Caleb Porzio. I'm your host, Dan Colburn. And this episode is brought to you by... My dog, uh, Max. He is uh, not well-liked at school. Mm. So, Caleb, I've got He's a dog. The big boy in the tiny desk. I've got a dog. And... Yep. He was one years old when we acquired him, uh, meaning that yep. he had been born in COVID. Um, okay. And then it's continued to be COVID. And so we thought to ourselves, selves, we should get this boy socialized with some other dogs because he's met a couple dogs here and there one-on-one. Um, and it's always been clear that he doesn't really know how to play with dogs, <laughs> you know? Like no, he just like, he just comes in hot, like, yo, what's up? I'm huge, you're little, I'm gonna roll you yeah. around on the ground. You know? Yeah. And we're like, we should get this. He's boy. not mean ever, right? He's not mean. He's just he's just an oaf. Yeah. You know? So anyway, we're like, we should get this boy socialized with some other dogs, get him so we found this dope, um sort of exclusive um daycare, doggy daycare. Um, where you have to like apply to become a member, but they wow. have a trainer who's like go is at the daycare and okay. will like handle like training your dog to be socialized around other dogs. So it's like nice. it's a dope situation where it's like, hey, here's a big thing full of dogs. We'll throw your dog in there and it'll be supervised by someone who knows how to supervise that. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we this literally feels like rich people trying to get their kids into kindergarten right um because it's like we have to apply for like a probationary period that's where my mind immediately with this dog so we we get Get him into the milford milford yeah exactly yeah exactly milford man (laughs) so we we get on this probationary period and it's like we drop max off and she gives us like a little report at the end about like what he did and whether he improved wow. or didn't improve on oh certain gosh, things. Daniel, this and, is crazy. Can yeah. I ask how much this costs? It's honestly not very much money. Let um, me guess. Okay. It's a per session cost. So the way that the way that it, we pay for it is in half days, right? Because it's half a half days. day of daycare plus an additional fee for the trainer. So what do you think okay. that works out to? Um, I think a hundred bucks would be reasonable. That is that would be reasonable. It's way, is way less than that. Real? Yeah. Oh, it's way less than that. It's twenty dollars for a half day and eighteen dollars huh. for the trainer. So it works out to thirty-eight dollars. And you can drop your dog off for how long? For uh, and you Four can drop hours? your dog off afternoon. Um, and then you can pick your dog up by seven. Wow. Yeah. And the dog gets socialized and exercised and trained and everything for 20 bucks. This is the promise of this situation. That sounds great. What, here's the thing. Turns out, nobody likes to play with Max. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All the other dogs. Oh, this is, I think I see now. All the other dogs do not like Max. <laughs> Because we talked on the phone yesterday. Yeah. And I don't remember the exact conversation, but it was something like, I got to pick up Max 
because nobody wants to play with Max or something like <laughs> that. that. Or was that the groom? Was that so? This is what that, was that's happening. what was happening yesterday. But so it was the daycare. It was the that, daycare that they called and were like, "So, hey, so among other things, among other like dynamics of this situation, one of the dynamics of this situation is that um, they're all the." trainer is not like the easiest person to communicate with and um although we see her in person when we drop off max and pick up max yeah we are not allowed to talk about scheduling in those moments we instead must do all of that over email Mm. um which means so what will happen is we'll go drop off Max, then we'll pick him up, and then we'll be like, so, like, the natural feeling in me would be like, okay, so, like, next Monday, I'll bring him back, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's very much like, okay, and then you go home and then email me, and then I'll email you back what days I have available, and then you can email me back again and say which of those days you want to do. So it's mm-hmm. like three emails for, for the cost of one 30-second conversation. <laughs> Um, so anyway, somewhere in that, um, transition, there was like a reply all failure where Charlotte, uh, emailed me about what days we wanted to do and therefore the trainer didn't get the email. Um, so we showed up with Max yesterday and the trainer was like, oh, I was not expecting Max today. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh, I see. Um, and she was like, well, I'll just take him anyway. And I was like, okay, cool. So then she took him, but it was like mostly small dogs there that day. Like she tries yeah. to plan days where there's bigger dogs for him to play with. Yeah. Um, and then she called us, like we got in the car and left and like went to the gas station. And then like, as we were getting back in the car at the gas station, she was like, nobody wants to play with Max. He's just going to end up by himself. So oh, no. I don't want you to waste your money. So you should probably just come grab him. Um, so we just turned around and grabbed Max. So anyway, Max is, uh, Max has one more probationary session at this place. Um, and the vibes I'm getting is Max is not going to be accepted into, uh, the Happy Tales Country Club. And that's not what it's called. That is what it's called. Oh my God. (laughs) So the vibes I'm getting is that Max is not going to be accepted into the Happy Tales Country Club. And oh my gosh. I'm, I feel sad for the boy. He just, he needs some big friends who can check him and like oh, teach him, fuck. teach him the rules, but he's always the biggest guy. Right. You know? So yeah. anyway. Sorry about that, bud. Yeah. Poor Max. Bud being Max. Yeah. Also sorry to you. Also, I mean, I've, I'm making fun of him right now. Honestly, I, I keep saying like, oh, what's up, buddy? Do you not have any friends? Does nobody <laughs> like you? <laughs> and he makes a Poor sad Max. face at me like, yeah anyway so yeah max so is, max is not well liked at school might not be a milford man <laughs> i don't think he's a milford man dude that's a bummer but you really know bill that, gates max. dropped out of college mark zuckerberg dropped out of college right yeah i couldn't get into city honors yeah same thing i was asked to leave yeah yeah i mean we, we did both actually drop out but i of college but i tried to get into this like high school or this like middle school slash high school uh-huh where all the smart kids go in the city yeah and my cousin and they're like you're not smart kid. yeah i took the test and they were like you're not smart you can't get that's it. so funny we're, caleb we're totally different types of smart 
because I'm the type of smart who like does really well on tests, but then doesn't do any homework. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're the type I of mean, smart. That's me too, except there's been two tests and that's, that's my same smart. I do the same thing. I didn't do a lick of homework in high school. I copied most of it. Otherwise, I, I never copied it. I just didn't turn anything you. in. Yeah, I would have failed. So I copied it. You know, I don't know yeah. if uh, I would do that today, but that's what I did in high school. Copied from people willing to let me copy. Of Will, willing copy, copy. Yeah, which recipients. is just like girls that I now feel really bad for because I don't you know. You charmed why them. They, I guess, yeah. You, so wily, that, you wily fox. Yeah, that's a bummer. Um, really unethical, but that's what I did a lot mm-hmm. for a lot of things and did great on the test had like you know i had like high 99 averages like most of high school like 97 98 but then when i had to take real tests and this is the part that i realized that like i guess like i took the i had a 99 average no more than that i was the top scorer in ap calc for my like school yeah but then i took the ap calc exam and i got like a three uh you know out of the five And then I took the SATs and I got a 1300, which is not that high. Yeah. And I took the city honors class or test and I didn't get in like any of the big tests that ever mattered. I didn't do well at, and I don't think it's because I wasn't being like a good test taker that day. I think it's because I like didn't have test taking skills. I don't know. Cause like I ace all the tests in high school and like I've always aced all the tests. But those tests have like, you know what it is, is all the tests are just constructed of like all the little micro things that they teach you and give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the happy path. Yeah. Well, it is that right that the like the SAT is like, we're just going to throw a bunch of random stuff at you. Yeah, yeah. See how you do. Right. And then I just told how many edge cases you absorbed. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because I haven't like really absorbed the knowledge. It's just sort of like... I had like several confounding factors involved in this, but I had like a 3.2 GPA or something my senior year of high school. Um, you had that kind of a GPA in high school? That's how they scored you? Yeah. Interesting. Huh. In the US? Yeah. Huh. We just had like out of 100. Out of 100. Oh, oh. You said, yeah, you did say 99 average. I kind of like, interpolated that but i yeah no we had like number gpas huh anyway there you go i did i did really well on the sat like yeah weird weird well on the sat how well i don't remember the number but it was i got a perfect score on so when i got when i took the sat there were three tests it was like the first year of the like 2600 2400 system you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I think that's so. There's three I mean. tests. So the new one, which didn't matter as much, I got a perfect score on, and I mm-hmm. I got like one or two questions wrong on the reading. I think I got one question wrong on another one. So it was like a not perfect, but cl- up there SAT scores. Wow. Um, nice. One of them had one of them wasn't that that amazing. But anyway, I got really good SAT scores that should have carried me into good colleges except mm-hmm. i had like a b average um gpa basically um and because there was all these confounding factors that i was so mad about 
Here's the main two. I just want to get them out there because I'm still mad about them. I'm 30 years old. Number one, I went to this little missionary school in Japan. Yeah. And um, didn't teach you how to read and write. No, no, no. I was great at reading and writing. They implemented this brain dead um, grading system where a 93 was a B plus and a 94 was an A minus. Um, so in order to get an A, you had to get 94s on things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had good grades there and I had a lot of like 91s and 92s in classes. Um, but when they sent my transcripts along to my next high school, they also sent along this like grading scale. And so then my high school like transposed all of those grades to be like, well, if they had had like a normal grading scale, then this 91 really should be like an 86 or something. Oh, wow. Um, and so, but it's like, I took a test with 100 questions. I got 91 of them right. 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 It's, <laughs> I don't know, like. They gave you an 86. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> I got an 86, basically. Oh so that like brought my overall average of my GPA really far down. And then in my senior year, I took this yearbook class. Yeah. It was just like a stupid elective I had to take. Or I had to take a stupid elective, and so I selected yearbook, which was mm-hmm. just basically like helping lay out the yearbook or whatever. Yeah. And this lady set this standard, which is like, if you there are soft deadlines and there are hard deadlines. Soft deadlines are when like you say you're going to have your page spread done, and like we want to hit our soft deadlines. If you miss a hard deadline, you fail the class. Mm. Um. And like, that's basically it. Wow. So then someone dropped the class and I got assigned their spread or whatever that they had been working on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess implied in that was that I also assumed their deadline. Mm-hmm. Whereas I thought that I was just like keeping the same deadline, but just working on new work yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And so I like missed a hard deadline because of like shitty communication. And I like made my case. I was like, oh, well, like, sorry, I just misunderstood that. I thought it was this and it was actually this. My bad. I'll get it done by the, you know, by the time I said, or like, I can work on it this weekend. She was like, no, you just failed the class. <laughs> so I got an F and like, see your yearbook. I was so bad. And this woman went to our church. And so we would go to church and I would see her and I would just glare at her. Water. What? <laughs> yeah, I hated her. <laughs> Anyway, th- that's the failures of my GPA. Wow. Yeah. Bummer about that, Deke. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is. And it it's is not what it's what not. It is. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I didn't end up like going to Stanford or something, though. I might have ended Why? up working Did at Google or something. Right. Yep. And it just wouldn't yeah. Have, I wouldn't have gotten to the, I wouldn't have been forced to take the indie route into software dev. Same. Which is like I'm way really more fun I... and good. <laughs> Right. I think if I went to a school that had that was like a high school size wise, yeah, like yeah. I think I would have like done what I did in high school, which yeah, in hindsight would have been unfortunate, you know. Yeah. I'm glad I went to a school that UB has like 20,000 people or something. Yeah, yeah. It's just insane. So you're in these classes of like 400 people and it's like this is the best thing ever. 
you're completely anonymous. Nobody yeah. gives a crap if you do anything or don't do anything. Yeah. You don't have any friends because you don't because you commute. And so, yeah, that's the the straight path to hell right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But you went to a school that actually had like you had community and peers and like. Yeah, I went to a little school. Yeah, you had what I think I would have done better in. Yeah, but I didn't like. I don't know. I'm not really made for uh large i mean it's not even that large but like sort of organization organizational structures like that like i don't yeah. fit well within them um and everything from like just all of it none of it really worked well for me yeah so i'm glad i got out same it's so nice to know that there's another path yeah than all that you know i was just thinking about about uh my my parents asked me this the other day. They were like, oh, they said something like, "Your your like teenage self would be in love with you. <laughs> like your teenage self would look up to you so hard. Yeah. If if he met current self. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I thought something similar about that. Like the other day, it was like you know three a.m. I have my laptop. Like you know, like like cranking something on a command line and then i have my piano and i'm like noodling on my piano while my like nice beautiful new macbook with stickers on it is like doing programmery stuff uh-huh. if you would have told me like this is gonna be your life yeah like full time yeah, yeah i'd be like shut up yeah no, no it's way. wild you know? it's it's wild to like think about i like i remember when i lived in chattanooga i um it was kind of when i first like became infected with like i'm going to make in make internet things for a job you know it's like a year after i got kicked out of college i was like all right this is my only path to success you know yeah um and uh so i remember like i would have these like like i was like long distance with charlotte at that time and like so i would just like talk to friends and like talk to charlotte on the phone and just like pitch app ideas basically (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, and they were all bad, but like, but I just yeah. remember like pitching app ideas and I like had this belief that I was like going to make apps or whatever, you know, yep. and uh, they were all like four square knockoffs and shit, you know, Okay, uh, yeah. that was the era where it was like, yeah, you know, four square stuff. Yeah. Um, And uh, that's the like restaurant like reviewing thing it wasn't right? even restaurants it was just like locations like you could become the mayor of a coffee shop or whatever okay you remember this where it's yeah. like you had to check in at different places and like yeah i, I it do. was basically it's like pokemon go yeah. mixed with yelp right okay you know yeah so it was like you there was like a competition with other people who went to the same starbucks as you to be the, to be the duke of starbucks or whatever <laughs> um so anyway, I had all these like shitty app ideas and stuff, but like the other d- and like there's all this music I was listening to around that time and it was all like super struggle music because I was like super struggling. Um, and the other day I was like driving and um, and this is actually a couple years later that this music came out, but I was listening to Truly Yours, which is like a EP that J. Cole put out. Okay. Um, and it was like this super good EP and it came out in, I want to say 2012 in, but it came out in the winter. And I remember that winter and I was in Baltimore and I didn't have a car and it was like snowing 
And I remember like walking to therapy and I was like walking in the snow to therapy <laughs> and like mm. bumping this like truly yours shit. And it's all like just like grinding music where it's like, like, you know, just like, how am I going to get a little bit of money yeah. and get out of this situation type of music, you know? Yep. And I was just like, dude, it's so wild. This was like not that long ago, realistically, mm-hmm. like 10 years ago that I was like totally broke and unsure if any of this was going to work out. And like, here I am like having a career and like, I don't know, it's pretty grateful and like proud of myself for getting somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's uh, yeah. I mean, we have pretty similar stories. I think you, you had lower lows than I did. Yeah. But, but you, um, yeah, but like, we're kind of both like, I don't know. Like, what are what are the chances? <laughs> you know. I know. Yep. And just like jump. Yeah. And my dad actually told me this yesterday or the day before. He's like, I, I don't know. Like, he used to worry about me. Mm-hmm. You know, because like he he knew that he knew that I was smart, and he like he he was like one of my best friends growing up, and even in like in high school and yeah, everything yeah. more so at that time. And so like everything I built, I would show him. He would come up to my room every night. And like after everyone else went to bed and he knew that I'd just be tinkering on stuff and he would just sit there and I just show him stuff. Yeah. And which was actually super valuable tangent, like, um, which is actually super valuable period tangent. (laughs) Comma. I feel like I really learned, like I, I, there's like a definitive point in my life where I learned that criticism is good Uh and it was from him Yeah, because I would do stuff in Photoshop and like, um, uh, what's the cinema 4d that yeah. was really new and after effects and everything and i would do stuff and i'd be really attached to it and really excited about it and i'd show it to him and he, he'd always be like be like oh yeah nice like, but th- then he'd be like but he, he would just immediately he wouldn't even like there was no amount of just like him secretly thinking something is bad and telling me he would just straight up be like be like nah eh. But what about this? Or like, yeah, I don't know yeah. about that. And he has an art background, so yeah. he he like has a good eye. Yeah, an eye for he it. Would tell me stuff, and and I, you know, at first would be like, obviously all the natural reactions. But I do remember at one point realizing that like every time I sit down with my dad and he tells me something like a way that we could make it better, and I get defensive or something. But eventually, like we get to something that I'm now really amped about. Yeah, that everything is always better after that. So I would just like I was addicted to it, and I yeah, would just yeah. like you know, everything I ever did, I would show him to get, to get the feedback get the and feedback, to get the criticism yeah. because, because then it's just going to be better. I'd be like unhappy with something that I realized like, oh, by pulling somebody else in, even somebody who's not a part of the process or doesn't even understand the domain or something and just getting their gut, like you can reveal so much about, about a thing and how to make it better. So yeah. Anyway, random tangent on that, but that thanks big guy. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I think fun. it's fun too. Cause it's like, w- we're like now in a position where like all of our friends are hitting us up being like, yo, how do I start doing the stuff that you're doing? You know? Right. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I just think it's like extremely like lucky and fortuitous that like we missed that like mainstream train. Yeah. Right. Because like by not finishing college and like not like going through the like, college to entry-level job pipeline right like yep. we got to skip like five years of fucking around basically yeah, at least you know at least five years and then yeah. like by having to like do these sort of like 
skills based jobs, you know, like we were forced to like develop at like an extreme rate, you know, and like get a lot better, a lot faster. Um, which I think like, I would prefer that if I could like go do it all over, I would have just like probably not gone to college or like maybe like gone for one semester just to meet some people and then leave. Right. Um, but like there's like, I just think there's like insane value in the, like the route that we took. I don't know. Yeah. Seems, seems fun. It is a lot of fun. And I agree with you. Yeah. I wonder if there's something that, cause I'm totally with you. Like I, va- I value every, all that about the process. Like you and I are this, totally the same in that way. Yeah. Um, and, and that whole, you know, I, I think that if I could have not gone to college at all and I'd be better off, like I actually don't think I gained, Yeah. I don't, I gained almost nothing. Um, maybe like sociology was the only class I ever felt like I actually like learned something in. Um, but everything else you could just throw away. Cause I was such a garbage student. I was like a ghost, you yeah, know, yeah. just like floating through the campus and mostly just hanging out with like the fr- the few friends that I had on campus because whenever their schedules like overlapped. But so, so there was some of the friends stuff and like some of my friends had dorms and I hung out there and like learned a lot about how much you shouldn't um, overindulge in substances and things. Yeah. But, uh and those things are valuable but um but i don't know like if i went back i'd say just scrap college i didn't need it it didn't really benefit me that much i had a really tight like friend group at home yeah yeah. And it was, it, my house was basically like a dorm anyway like my brother and his bud and our bud lived next door in their garage we just hung out and every night and everybody just like flocked to the garage every night so it was basically like what people had but at my house but uh but what are the things that like that were what are the things that would be beneficial you know because they're in some ways like the path that we took is the slower path in a lot of ways you know you think about somebody who yes right a lot of yes and a lot of no but but go with me here and think about some of the ways where like here's a good example i was super into like videography and all that video editing stuff and everything like uh film riot anybody who like was into that i'm like film riot video co-pilot if anybody was around during that era and was into that stuff and I dropped those two names, you're probably like, oh yeah, definitely I was on that too. You probably watched some film, right? Because it was on Revision 3. No? The name sounds familiar. I can't. can't it was a big it. Revision 3 show. Dude, okay. Revision 3, man. That's yeah, what, yeah. That, when you think about it, like scam school for, uh-huh. you know, magic. I was in magic before then, but yeah, like yeah. everything on Revision 3, uh, Hack 5 or yeah, whatever. Hack 5, big time. School, film Riot, obviously Dignation. Uh, te- or whatever totally the one with show. Veronica Belmont, totally, dude, yeah, totally, absolutely. That informed so much of my like, you know, movies and video games and yeah, all yeah, sorts yeah. of. Dude, revision. I, we came up on revision three. Yeah, yeah. Basically, revision three made me. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, super into this video stuff. Then, like the first like money making I actually did was doing these wedding videos. That's uh-huh. when I like made real money and had like you know my first like quote unquote sixty thousand dollars salary was. Sure. just doing wedding videos for local people and building that up. And, but it was all like from scratch and all just the way that we would do something. But then I paid because I had some money. I paid for a course and we drove to Toronto and this guy, Ray something, Ray. Ah, man, it's two R's. It's a really cool name. Ray and he's like world's best videographer, world's best 
wedding videographer or whatever. Uh-huh. I didn't even know about him. Yeah, yeah. But I got wind that this thing was coming to town and that this dude charges like 20 grand a wedding video. Yeah, yeah. More. And he does like royalty videos and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I so I paid for it and drove me, Hannah, and Mitch to this conference. And it was my first conference. And we went from like 50% to 80% after that day. Mm-hmm. Like he just shared his screen and just showed his process and the things he does and the decisions he makes. And it's like, he just handed us a bag of golden keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and we instantly leveled up in a huge way after that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think about because I was young, didn't have any money. Everything I did was the free route. I'm sure same for you. You torrent everything. If you can't torrent it, you can't have it. Yeah, yeah. And so physical hardware stuff, like can't have most of that. It's yeah, just yeah. whatever I can scrap together. If I had if I had more of those bags of keys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you could have gone much farther, much faster. Right. Well, and I think that's like, I mean, I think that is definitely one of the things that like go, especially like if you go to like a fucking Ivy League school or something, but like it, going sure. to college, like can provide yeah. a lot of that in that it builds relationships and like you can meet people who have money and right. like or like you can end up in a company where you have access to tools and like you know whatever yep. um so like that I is feel like harvard business school being that like what i just described but for like business and like yeah they just hand you the bag of keys and you can go make millions yeah exactly you know? um and they want they want you to make millions because they need you to send some of that money to their <laughs> endorsement right, yeah. or to their endowment um but uh yeah no that for sure and i i i wonder how much that informed your um being like when you hit the laravel world like sort of instantly being like okay like i'm gonna like pay attention to these like couple of people who are at the top of this game and like sort of follow this path and like yeah like it seems like you didn't really spend a lot of time like fucking around in like the the lower end of the pack of like, hey, I'm just going to like sit around here and like use eloquent, you know? Right. Once I got to that point, once you got to Laravel, you were like, okay, like I'm, I want to like kind of skip to the like post conference version of this where I already have some of the golden keys. So like, what do I have to do to like hustle some of these golden keys in this community? You know? Yeah. And in, yeah, in, I guess in software, it's easier because you don't have to buy hardware, you know? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so like I just need to like yeah, go so learn quickly, thing. you know? And then that's kind of what actually, Daniel, I have to stop this conversation. My audio recording in QuickTime is stuck at two seconds. And okay. like the counter of the memory is going up to like six hundred kilobytes and then back down to five hundred and then back up to six hundred. So I think I need to stop this and hope that it's just a glitch. Right. And then I have a backup record. recording of yours. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So can you we th- just use that? Why don't you just stop yours and restart it and then we'll awesome. figure it out. Okay. Stopped. Dude, it's only freaking... Oh, man. It's only two seconds. Dude, it's two seconds of fuzz. All right. I'm going to record this now. And now it works like a charm. So that's the... And we're thing. back and Caleb sounds better. Oh, man. All right. Well, I'll give a clap just because and we'll leave it in the the show you just clapped uh for me because you have your oh yeah you can sync it to our track oh yeah cool yeah so anyway daniel yes um yes the software thing is super interesting 
that like, I think that's probably a big reason why we're both in software. I, I did a ton of hardware messing around. Yeah. I imagine you did. Um, not as much as you. Okay. But I did like have the interest, like I got real into photography at one point and like, you know, stuff like that. Okay. So like that is but you a direction into, like Arduinos and soldering and like transistors and stuff like that. No, not really. And whatnot. Okay. Um, All right. But I, I mean, I think that a big part of that ahead. was just being in Japan and not having access to like a micro center or something. Right. Yep. Um, actually we got, it's all coming out here. The big reason that I got into it is because we had a tech class, a basic electronics, like mm-hmm. tech class in middle school. And Dude, this, is uh, this is the stuff <laughs> that they need to have in schools. It's crazy that that I know this, the way that schools are. It's so silly. So bad. It's the silliest thing in the world. Cause like the most useful things are just the like stupid, nobody cares about tech class. That's like, yeah. you know basically free time for people yeah and it feels like gonna, cheating because it's not like your book and fail you for nothing <laughs> yeah that's silliness um but we stole this is I, I have like a i guess like there's a lot like i think probably you could say the same thing there's a lot there's a lot of like in high like things i wouldn't do now mm-hmm. i'm not proud of oh, yeah, and i'm not no. looking for people to like think that i am this way now yeah. but i did a lot of things that aren't like really cool um but one of them is stealing solder and stealing a bunch of stuff like mm-hmm. a breadboard and like because it's like oh it's the schools like what do they care yeah, yeah, yeah and like so i actually had like had my own little hardware setup because of tech class nice. and i was able to like lift all this like decent electronic stuff hell yeah um and that's what really like sent me i still have the breadboard <laughs> nice. <laughs> but that shout out to the taxpayers yeah. of new york <laughs> yeah thanks dude if you don't have like a stolen ti-83 Oh, yeah, no, listen, listen, we all everybody stole. has a stolen stole stole TI-83. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, but to your point, though, that like software, because I remember like a huge issue for me was buying stuff like I didn't have any money and um, and no, no shade to my parents. Like, this is a good thing, I guess. But, like they they didn't give me much money. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. I couldn't like buy stuff really unless I went and like found a way to get the money to buy the thing and even that so i didn't have a credit card or access to buying things online and they wouldn't give me theirs so i just wasn't able to do any of that and that's why like i was able to go pretty far in software like with you because you can just torrent anything mm-hmm. and so i want photoshop torrent i want Whatever. c4d yeah, yeah. torrent i want huge like even all the video copilot stuff all the like all the big like packs of assets like stock footage stock sounds like all that stuff just torrent it all yep yeah, um, no, I remember yeah. like font packs. That was like a big thing that I would torrent. Oh, nice. It would be like these giant like 30 gig torrents of just like expensive fonts that I couldn't afford, mm. you know? And then I would yep. like start doing Funny. design stuff with them. Right. You know? Yep. You remember like Photoshop brush packs? I don't think oh, I did fonts. I remember brush did, packs too, yeah, yeah, But the brush packs, yeah. But I remember like getting uh, like whatever, like before Google fonts and stuff, right? Like if you wanted to use Proxima Nova, like that's $450, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. Um, or like any of those like fonts uh, or like Futura was expensive even. Wow. You know? And so like, um, I remember like, I remember just like, I actually did like branding for like a design studio. Like I was going to be a design studio was my theory at one point. Nice. 
So yeah. like I was yeah, like all that stuff like came through that angle. But I was always intimidated yep. by like vector design. And so I never like really totally. got into Illustrator. I was always a Photoshop Same. guy. Same. And yeah. then like the natural <laughs> direction for me to go was like into web instead of into print mm. because I didn't know how to do vector stuff. Right. And so I was like, okay, well like I can make designs for the internet because those are all PNGs and like PNGs are raster images. And so I can make right. them in Photoshop. Yeah. I, I guess I definitely shared the exact same thing with like the pen tool was the most intimidating thing in the world. Yeah. Like I just never used the pen tool. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I felt like I got pretty freaking good at Photoshop, but I didn't use the pen tool. Yeah. And so when you go into illustrator, like the whole thing's a pen tool. And I'm like, I don't know about this. This is not like I can't like, uh, you know, add a Gaussian blur to right <laughs> to, like, to this these layer. Paths. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, or like a bevel, outer bevel. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I wonder. Like, there's got to be a way to like make Photoshop, but but vector based at this point, like with current processing abilities and yeah programming abilities like there's got to be a way to say like hey like here's some vector paths and like we're gonna like blur them and generate whatever like infinitely scalable gradients we need or whatever to create i mean sketch is kind of that right like no but like you still can't figma yeah but like you can't like like if you wanted to create like mist over top of an image or something right in sketch yeah. like it's not really made for that it's made for like kind of like flat design stuff oh uh, yeah no i you know. know what i'm saying i guess i'm just saying that there's more there is a lot of the stuff that you just said mm-hmm. but i know what you're saying that there's a lot of like freedom and flexibility in straight up you know photoshop like the like stamped clone stamp tool or something yeah, yeah, that yeah, like something just like doesn't that. exist in yeah. these these vector thingies because it yeah yeah yeah, that's an interesting one. Yep. Yes, it is, Dan Cole. Mm, mm, but mm, mm, mm. Yeah, so... How was your Thanksgiving? What did you do? Uh, it, it was family. <laughs> Sorry, I changed you know. the topic so rapidly. No, it had to be done. It was. Yeah. It had to be done. I'm I was very like, into it. We were out of steam. Uh, wait, I, I do just want to say, to, on the because I wanted to throw this in on your Max mm-hmm. thing, uh, did you see the SNL bit recently called, like, Man Park? Oh my god! It's called yes. Man Park. Did you see that? Yeah. I thought that was very hilarious. funny. There's a lot of SNL that I watch, and I'm like, this is just not funny. Yeah, like most no, SNL it. hasn't been very funny recently. But it's that was that funny. funny. But that was freaking brilliant. What, what was? It? What are they it. talking about? I forget. There's some some line mean, they like, keep saying back and forth to each other. Oh, I mean, uh, so, oh, right, right, right. Let me think back. So there, I mean, there's like Marvel. Like they get into the oh so Joe you, Rogan. In case you haven't I say Joe seen Rogan it, a bunch of times yes yeah uh if you haven't seen it it's very it's basic funny. like you should go watch it but the concept is like you know men these days like don't have any sit friends home alone all don't have any friends and they just like do like scroll on like twitter and like they're on they're working at the job whatever they're whatever so when their wife or girlfriend comes home they just like lambast them with like unending information spewing in no coherent order for like a half an hour, which is hilarious because immediately I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so, it's me. so me and Hannah. <laughs> like it's so me. Yeah. Just be like, 
hey, Han, so did you know that... And Oh, and by the way... Yeah. For like a good half hour. It's like the, the like things I learned on the internet while you were gone. Right. Yes. And then that's the end of it. And then we're on, you know, whatever. But so I, I feel like me and everybody else immediately identified with that. Uh-huh. Did you? I, yeah, yeah, was yeah that for sure. Same with you. Yeah. And then they're like, so so now we have like a man park. Like it's like a dog park where the wives bring their husbands or part whatever to, to this park and to they socialize. And like tell each other about the shit they learned on the internet. Right, exactly. And it's and all they, the same stuff. They all learn the same stuff. So they're just telling yes. each other the same things back and forth. Right. And then like the shy guy like goes in and he's just like you know they're all kind of looking at each other and he just like walks up to a group and then he says like marvel and they're like marvel 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 <laughs> and they start like cheering marvel uh, <laughs> uh high quality high quality bits high quality but i forget the thing that they that they all like say to each other oh, oh it was like uh, someone has a twin or something like, did you know that, like, it's like, did you know that Tom Brady has a twin or something? Like oh, that? It was right, something like yeah. that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. How's your Thanksgiving? That's yeah. true. Dude, it was good. I mean, it was like, it's still uh, affected by COVID. Oh, right, right. You know? So, like, it you was have, like, just... out-of-town family or whatever that didn't come? Um, My brother's really the only out-of-town family gotcha. now. Um. And yeah, he didn't come, but he wouldn't have anyway, because um, he's a deadbeat. He doesn't you know? give thanks. He doesn't give thanks. <laughs> no, it's just like not a big enough holiday to like yeah, yeah. fly in for. So yeah, but w- w- so we like kind of isolated, you know, and we have to figure out two families, like mm-hmm. Hannah's family and our family. So we had to like isolate every, like both families had to like isolate and test to the best of their ability, which we haven't really done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you have know, bigger like, a like while. in-place family too. Like ours was just like me and Charlotte and her parents. Loki. Right. Right. And so my immediate family is even bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hannah's family is like, there's six grandkids now, six nieces and nephews, plus like, you know, th- uh, four couples, plus the parents and then the grandparent, the great grandparents to the grandkids and then the uh, aunts and other aunts. And so whatever. It's like A the immediate family. They used to do the huge extended family, but now it's just the immediate family, but it's still like over 20 people. Um, so anyway, and then we did that and then we just, uh, we honestly just hung out at my parents for all the other days and played like games and watched like Christmas movies and decorated and like did yard work. Hell yeah. And that's that decorated the house, stuff like that. So, you know, it's a good, good, easy, chill time. That's why I kept, you know, ghosting you on recording. No plans to break. It is what it is. Because to me, I was just in like, oh, I'm now on Thanksgiving vacation where I just like, my Go parents just make the food. Family. Yeah. Yeah, right. There's, my parents just like make food constantly for days and you just sit there and like eat it all and like lay down. So that that's my Thanksgiving. <sighs> what about you? It was fine. Um, Charles' parents came from Wilmington. That was a good time. They stayed in our guest bedroom. We rearranged a bunch of stuff in our house. So it looks really nice right now. Nice. Um, we got a little poof, like a oh, like a, instead of a coffee table kind of thing, like a leg poof. It is a leg poof. It's not really instead of a coffee table. It's smaller. Right. Um, yep. I was very concerned about it. I kind of, I kind of didn't want it to enter our house because really? I'm the guy who's like simultaneously like we have too much shit in our house. Yeah, and like also adding to that problem. Hobbies today. Yeah, it's like. 
we have too much shit in our house. Also, like, I'm going to get really interested in a hobby and buy all the stuff for it. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. That right? Is, like, that is me. So, and then you do the, like, aggressive purge, like, frequently. That's what I did um, last night, honestly. I threw out so much stuff. Oh, my God, Caleb. Uh, forget about Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm moving on to this topic. Great. Um, True Thanksgiving. Dude. Wait, can we just linger on the poof for a second? Because we just got a new poof, and I love poofs. Dude, I didn't want this poof, but it's actually great. Love the poof. Yeah, it's good. It's good news. The more poofs, the merrier, honestly. I think I'm good with one poof. Get another poof. <laughs> I don't think I want one, but I didn't want the first one. But you'll one. like it. When, exactly right. <laughs> Okay, moving on from the poof. Um, well, it's just like the pathing. Like at a certain point, like all the pathing becomes consumed by poofs and there's nowhere to walk. Right. <laughs> That's true. But, because but there's it's like, okay. Because there's like the a poof... natural gap between like a seat and the coffee table in the middle of the room. Right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. hey, here's what we could do. Let's put an object in that path that you, so you can't walk. You know? Right. That's the natural poof strategy. I hear you. Um, we we just forego the coffee table. No oh, coffee table. You Only have a coffee table. Don't have to. Well, we do. You do. Yeah. Um, like, what's the coffee table good for? All kinds of stuff. Like what? Everything. That's where you it's put not your just coffee. A side table. Oh, we don't like have an side end tables. table. No, we don't do that. You need an like a sleek little end table. It wouldn't. It wouldn't each. work with the structure of the room. We'd have to make some major know. game time decisions. Okay. Um, All right. Anyway, so I have a problem, Caleb. Okay. Here's the problem. (laughs) So you know Larikata U is in January. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel's gone. Daniel's one of the exclusive. So it's in in January and it's in in a foreign country. And um, you know it's been COVID. You can't go to foreign countries now. It's been COVID. Well, no, that's not the issue. The issue is it's been COVID, so I haven't traveled. And I was like, oh, shit, I think my passport's expired. And I was like, oh, well, I haven't traveled internationally in the last two years plus. Honestly, I haven't traveled internationally since like 2018 or something. When we 2019 when we went to... No, 2018 when we went to Japan. So I got to like go see if my passport is expired or not. So what do I do? I go looking for my passport. I find all of my expired passports from when I was young. Then I realize, oh, I haven't used my passport since we moved here. Where the hell is my passport? Oh, boy. Caleb, I don't know where my passport is, is the problem. Oh, So yesterday, I was at one in the morning while Charlotte's sleeping, opening up a tub of stuff from the old house that we just never unpacked when we moved Mm. here. That's just like playing cards from when I was real into magic and Mm -hmm. like, you know, just random shit that like, you know, and I was just throwing shit into a contractor bag. Like fuck all this stuff. I don't want any of that, you know, throwing stuff away. Um, did not find my passport. So it must be in this house. I don't know how many, more days of trying to find my passport to find out whether it's expired, to find out whether I can get like an expedited renewal in time for me to get to Europe. I give this before I just call the, I guess I should just call the passport office today and be like, yo, here's the situation. I probably have a passport in this house, but I can't find it. And it, 
is either expired or not expired, and I'm not sure. It's definitely close yeah. to expired. Yeah, I mean, when you get a passport, you don't have a passport. Yeah, to but it get takes one like with three months to get a passport. Is it that long? Yeah, but there's like it an expedited amount of time. There's an expedited right. renewal process that's five to seven oh. weeks, which is like how much time I have. Oh my gosh, dude, <gasps> Daniel. So I mean, honestly, like, there's a chance you're not even traveling there anyway, right? With the new variant deal. Yeah, maybe we'll we'll see what all that turns into. Um, but mm. anyway, uh, the so this is my grave concern right now. Is like that's a concern. Where the fuck is my passport? Is it expired or not? And if it is expired, can I renew it? And if it's not expired, can I get a new passport? Like if right. it's just missing, can I get a new passport? I feel like you could, yeah, for sure. So anyway, uh, all right. So everybody on the show, if you're listening. And Keep an you eye know where Daniel's passport. passport is. <laughs> Hit him up. Dude, okay. Such a terrible... And like, you know what the deal is? I know... What is the deal? I have this travel backpack. You okay? Yep. I really hurt my thumb, but I'm okay. You ever like... Dude, my thumb, dude. Oh, man. You have, I'm sitting on my thumb this whole time. So it's just being smushed under the weight of my like body with the belt point of contact. Uh And I just like touched the flesh of my thumb. It's real sensitive. But like under the nail, like stings. I know you're talking about. I know 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 that feeling. Yeah. It's like that little thing that you get, but times like 10. Like I don't even want to touch it because I feel like I'm going to break my thumb or something. You ever do the thing where you like put your pinkies in your, in your, between your teeth and you kind of bite down with a small amount of pressure? But like okay. not that much pressure, not to where it hurts, but you just kind of bite okay. down like that for a little bit. And then you take your two pinkies and you hook them with the, the fleshy pad of your pinkies touching and they pull okay. against each other. Oh, it man. hurts like a motherfucker. How long do you do it? Just kind of bite like medium hard for like 10 seconds and then pull against each other. Okay. Can you talk to the yeah, listener? Yeah. So anyway, I don't know where my passport is. Oh, so I had this travel backpack and my passport was in this travel backpack. And I remember taking it out before I went on a trip because I was like, oh, I don't want to take this passport with me. I'll lose it. And then I'll have lost my passport. And I don't know where the fuck I put it when I did that. It's not in our accordion folder full of important documents, which is where it should be. Oh, dude. Oh my god. Dude, that's exactly it. Did the that is thing. the exact sensation that I had in my thumb. So now you the listener can experience what Caleb just experienced with his thumb. Oh, I should have had the listener following along. Okay, right now, listener, you stick your pinkies, you take each pinky, you gotta describe this. Yeah. Take each pinky, you like stick it under your teeth, you know? Like, like how do you describe teeth, this? And then you bite down yeah, on the on the uh like midpoint of midpoint the midpoint of the nail. Yeah. And just do that for a bit. And then you like hook your pinkies just the fo- like uh, the above the first knuckle. You hook them together and pull. And uh, it's going to hurt pretty bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> so go ahead and do it's that. It's a weird way that you can cause yourself pain. Yeah. Like, like why does an that extreme hurt? amount of pain. you like, why does that hurt? <laughs> like my thumb's almost totally back. And I'm just like massaging it. Yeah. And like now I can push on the flesh part and it doesn't hurt yeah. at all. Whoa. Well, there you go. Anyway, hopefully I'll find my passport. 
Hopefully I find your password. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel. Caleb. Daniel Colborn. Caleb. Colbadope. Colbadope. Daleb. What you been doing uh, since we last recorded our last episode? I've been buying NFTs. Um, I did an anonymous NFT drop. Did you? And I also have been doing a ton of Alpine work. What? Tell me about your and anonymous NFT drop. Okay, so there's a new directive in Alpine. Um, Wait, that w- <laughs> that's the other one. <laughs> um, but dude, I'm doing portals in Alpine. Yeah. And I'm freaking pumped. Talk about it. Like Alpine's going to have portals. Talk about it. I mean, we talked about X it a little portal. bit. Did we? Yeah. Okay. And the well, issue, then everything we and talked the, is about. Is that why you built the Morphdom thing? Or that's why you made Morph? That's one of the things. Right. And I just got it all working with Morphdom. Uh-huh. So like basically anything in Alpine that crawls Dom is now portal aware. Mm-hmm. And will just like transport wherever it is in the crawler to like that place in the portal. And then the, it works both directions, you know, if you're crawling up or crawling down. But anyway, whatever. So it's going to happen. I'm super pumped about it. Blah, blah, blah. Just wanted to throw that out there. Hell yeah. But we could talk about NFTs. Um, You did an anonymous NFT drop? Yeah. So we wanted to like practice. For potheads? Well, I can't tell you the project because it's anonymous. Uh-huh. It's just unrelated entirely. Okay. We were just like, we should know this full process before we do this potheads drop yeah. thing so we were like all right well, let's just get an idea whip together some art put together a twitter do like bare minimum everything and see what happens so it was both like we want to have this practice and also like what happens if you just throw out a random project hack it together in like a few weeks so what happened and then just launch it um so here is the thing. Nobody cares. Uh-huh. Um, you can't just make thousands and thousands of dollars by like putting garbage out there anymore. Yep. There was a time where this project would have sold out. Yep. Like guaranteed. <laughs> well, nothing's but, selling out right now. Not nothing, but like a lot of things are not selling thing, out right now. Yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not. Yes. Like NFTs are cold. Um, good time for me to at get least, in. Good time to get in. Yeah, probably. No, I'm sarcastic i mean it's it could be it could be or it could be that like all of the cold nfts i bought are just never going to get hot and it's going to be right. the next batch of nfts that's that are going probably to be the more likely yeah. thing like i think i think like only the cream of the crop are going to stay hot yeah. so we're you know we're kind of like waiting on the potheads to see if like things like pick up again mm-hmm. um but we're also like we have a lot of just building to do yeah you know of the community and all that but um but yeah so this project we did how many we did end what was green. your mint price and how many minted uh 0.25 solana mm-hmm. was the mint price so it was cheap. pretty cheap and we cut it down to around a thousand mm-hmm. um it was originally like four thousand mm-hmm. but we cut it down to a thousand before we did the thing because we realized like that's definitely not going to happen we realized like before launch the week of like nothing's going to happen with this so if we intend like this is almost a sure shot like failure so we switched all the artwork in a day um changed everything and then re put it all out there because nobody even cares about the project so it's not like there's a following that's going like what happened to all the artwork it's like nobody even cares so we just switched it all as like a hail mary um bumped the price down to 0.25 bumped the number down to a thousand and then you know did all the tech to like put it out there um 
so i learned a ton and now i have all the tech to do like an nft drop like from start to so finish. how many minutes so uh actual sold like you know i minted hundreds sure um how many in reservation strangers but strangers uh like 16 okay word so, so you made 800 bucks we made uh six dollars each there's four of us and we each made six dollars <laughs> because it cost that much money to do the thing itself right, right, and right, so right, yeah. if a solana is 200 point uh two five of that is 50 bucks times 16 yeah it's 800 bucks so yeah so basically uh, i learned some things i learned that like you know so listener there if uh cost money to do this stuff so like just to put you know a small drop on a candy machine you know the tool that like does this drop stuff just to like upload it on the chain um well it takes forever and it costs like 500 bucks minimum you know for a small drop and then it's it's like a direct linear line like if you if we did 2000 it'd be like a thousand you know if we did 4000 be 2000 um and then also i minted a bunch in reservation because we had like we airdropped some things that allowed people to get mints like buy one get one free on mint day yeah and so first off those airdrops just airdropping to 100 something people cost us like 300 dollars, and then or maybe even more than that honestly and then just minting those to reserve them cost us another handful of hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended green with $6 each, Hell which yeah. is hilarious. But so it wasn't like a waste of money for us. Um, and it wasn't even really a waste of time because like w- we did what we wanted, which is learn a lot. Um, but yeah, so did it like full start to finish, you know, site, re- wrote a bunch of react actually. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you were telegramming me like, (laughs) this is fucking stupid. Why do I have to put these things in an array? Yeah, dude, React is wild. It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's fun. It's just JavaScript, bro. It's just JavaScript. But that, dude, that's hilarious because that was my first real it's just JavaScript moment. So I'm sitting there in JSX and there's like a ternary in this JSX and there's like an element with that ternary. But the way it's like structured, it just looks like you enter HTML and then you go back to JavaScript, yeah. like kind of like PHP. But I like, it wasn't working. It was just totally crapping out. And for some reason, I wasn't recognizing that it was because I had two sibling elements and not one root element mm-hmm. inside this thing. But like, I couldn't get it to work and I kept trying everything. And then, and then I had, so I messaged Daniel and I'm like, dude, help me. Like, I'm stuck here. I don't know what to do. And before you messaged me back, I was like, okay. And I was literally pairing with a buddy of mine and I'm like, okay, everybody says they love JSX because it's just JavaScript. I was like, so if it's just JavaScript, maybe I could make an array with these two things. So I literally like wrote a square bracket and then an element as the first uh-huh. item in the square bracket and then a comma and then another HTML element. Like, I don't even know if you can do this. It was just, it was straight up like a long shot. Yeah, yeah. And we, and it, it was like a joke and it worked. And then, and, you, like, and then you message oh, me like, what the fuck, bro? Interesting. <laughs> like, defend JSX to me. Why does it, why is this the way? I was like, dude, just wrap it in a div. It'll be fine. Yeah, so that, that was pretty wild. Uh, I mean, that, that was fun. It was like, yeah. okay, people say this is just JavaScript. So if it is, then this would technically work. Well, and, and the it cool works. thing about that is that, like, what you learned there is that JSX renders arrays of JSX objects. Yeah. As just like those things in sequence. 
Yeah, it's like a fragment, like a document fragment. Right, right. But like that's really useful. Like if you say you have like a, say you want to like map an array of data, mm, and then you return can map it to an array of JSX from each uh, of yeah. those map processes, and then you can right. just render that array, that returned array, in gotcha. your JSX, and it'll just like, right. So like you could say like, um, like say I have like a list of comments, right, and it's like mm. JSON data, and I can say mm-hmm. like uh comments dot map and then return right. um return like a child component that like wraps up that comment data into html right and then like i can just stick that code into my jsx and it'll render the comments for me the way i want them yep. to render yeah I mean, that's pretty cool and I, i've seen like how like you know the common pattern of like dot map mm-hmm. and dot um you know those like array thingies as the way to do looping basically yeah. in the template. Um, but I guess like if I, I hadn't really seen it because you don't really see like yeah, a function you, and then a return statement. Like look at that and be like, Oh, what's happening is I'm just slapping a random array yeah. into JSX and it's rendering right. in order. Yeah. So I get it. I mean, the, I mean, I, all the things that I thought before I think are still true of like the templates don't look very pretty and the way they're like mixed up with different, you know, it's like not very, um, like I I definitely would prefer like, uh, you know, like a views templating Mm -hmm. engine. Well, and the the thing about it is like it lends itself to small components. Yeah. Right. Very well. Like it lends itself to small components, but there's no default structure for your components. Yeah. And so you have to make some game time decisions about how you're going to organize your directories. Right. And, and they're mixed up. So like I'm using like a, an existing app and it's like everything's all mixed and matched everywhere. Yeah. So so there's like, you know, a function hidden somewhere, like just thrown at the bottom of the whole file yeah. that's like render thing or whatever that accepts some parameters and returns JSX. Um, and I don't know. I mean, that I mean, it's pretty cool. Like I like time like you know we talked about react like i i kind of love the react concept and the the ergonomics of it um but yeah as far as like jumping into a react project is i mean the the thing that i've said before that's like the level of abstraction is just so unbelievably insane Mm -hmm. how the hell does anybody learn anything like this project had material ui all over it and like you can't even make sense of where anything comes from project is so bad that's the thing about it is like I've and and like working at Titan like that's what I did all the time was like jump into other people's react code bases yeah boy do I hate it um because because it is such a unopinionated world um developers just put their own juju on mix and match on the thing and every tool has a different like way to to use it and even if it's not just even without tools like uh, just assuming that it's not just like they have a big package json and they're doing crazy shit with packages like yeah it's just like where they decide to put shit and how they decide to structure shit is like oh yeah like this guy got real excited about atomic design and all of the components are organized as like domain area and then within that there's a folder called atoms and a folder called molecules and a folder right. you know and you're like what but there's it's not wrong it's just like it makes my brain hurt like don't make me do this you know even that having like some sort of specific um you know sound structure is better than you know i the woes are real 
but the things that I've been tinkering with are just disjointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's not a lot well, of structure. Well, that's the other risk is the like no structure at all. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's pretty it's pretty whack and like all the, you know, the effect hooks and everything like thrown about everywhere and and the you know, it's just uh I don't know. It's it's interesting. Like it's, you know, I'm of two minds. Obviously, I have my opinions that I am constantly like blabbering out there but then i also have the part of me that's like working on the stuff and discovering it and thinks it's really cool and like having fun kind of being like oh how does this work and i actually had a eureka moment of like i wanted to use tailwind in this for this project but this project uses material ui so i wanted to like this is the candy machine gui that Mm -hmm. you can just get you know off the internet um the thing it gives you is the nice little like all the wallet connection stuff the mint button gives you the available the redeem everything it handles all the the machinery but it gives you like an unstyled material ui react app that use create react app to create it so it's this thing that like okay i need to fit this into my landing page that's built with tailwind like how do i do that i can't do that because material ui has its tentacles in this so and if i just rip out material ui and start adding tailwind like all that stuff will be unstyled and there's so many weird things like how do i even get tailwind into here Mm -hmm. And in the index.html or whatever, like where is the script tag? There's no script tag that includes my bundle. You know, it's like I had to learn that, oh, React like injects it when you run, like when you build it and it has that build output folder. You know, it injects everything. That's not really React. All the styles and the scripts. Like create React app, yeah, yeah. right? That's how Create React app does it. Yeah. Right. So I consider it like, you know, I know it's not React. Yeah. yeah but I consider it react because it's the happy path. Sure. Um, it's like Laravel new, sure. you know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I guess that that is kind of the equivalent. I mean, you could argue that it's not, but it's like, you know, the Laravel scaffolding is not Laravel. It's the scaffolding. You could create all your own scaffolding. Um, it's a little different, but it's sure. sim- a similar thing yeah, yeah. in that sense. So I would anyway, say it's closer but- to like forge. Like, oh yeah, that's how this is set up on Laravel Forge and like that's the most common environment to run Laravel in. Maybe, maybe like Valet would be a better comparison. Or yeah, maybe Valet. Yeah, comparison. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, so once I realized that I could constrain the entire React portion of this to a single div inside of my Tailwind yeah, page, yeah. you know, that then I was like, it, dude, it, I was like, how does React even get in here? How do I constrain it? I, Dude, I added a layout component and had HTML, like an HTML tag in a React component called layout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then like, I like, was like, okay, clearly I misunderstand this. And then I just saw like the obvious React dot mount or render or whatever. And I was like, oh yeah, this is just like a view or anything else. You specify an element to render React on, mm-hmm. which is kind of like deceptive because in React, you're using things that manipulate styles and title tags and all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So clearly, like, when you mount something in a sub-element on a page in React, it has side effects that scour, you know, that go throughout the whole DOM, sure. you know, not just that element. Correct. So that part is was, like, jarring to me. Uh-huh. But then I was, like, reminded that, okay, I could literally constrain React to one little div in the header of this page, yeah, yeah. which was nice. And then I was like, okay, dope. Like, I could literally just, you know, do this and constrain all this nonsense to this little part of the page. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah. Um, it's really cool because you can use React in um, in those contexts. Okay, so there's this project I've like worked on a bunch that's like a uh, 
an open source um well so there's like aa has this app that like lists aa meetings or whatever um and there's yeah. like an open source series of tools for like local like local aa organizations to like use to like list their meetings on their websites and then like yeah those things all hook up to the back end to get like ingested into the app and stuff. Right. And okay. so there's a WordPress plugin that is like the easiest, most happy path way to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. all of these local organizations are like independent organizations that make their own technology decisions and not all of them use WordPress. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. And so we were like, okay, well how do we like support these people who don't want to use WordPress? So we built, well, we built, I didn't build this, but uh, someone built like a, basically the whole front end of the WordPress plugin um, as just a React app. Um, and then it can accept yeah. multiple data sources. So one is just like a random JSON endpoint that like gives you all of the data. But another yeah. one is you can hook it up to Google Sheets. Like you just put in like your Google Sheets oh, API nice. keys. And so yeah, then like these... 75 year old webmasters for like Tulsa, yeah. Oklahoma, AA or whatever. So offensive. Can, I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of them out there. Um, and I think they're self aware about it. Um, but uh, can manage their like list of meetings in Google Sheets. And then that data gets like imported into this React element. And all they need to do is add a div with a certain ID and a script tag to any page on their website. Ooh. And it like just renders this entire web app on that page that like Sick. and the script tag just pulls it down from a CDN, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. you don't have to install anything, you don't have to do anything. It's just like grab a Google Sheet, change out these three variables in this or like put these three variables in yep. a script tag where it's like var, you know Sheet ID. Sheet ID is this, you know? Yep. And then you just paste these like four lines of code into a page and it's like it's way better than like iframe embeds or whatever we used to do. It's literally it's yeah. just like, hey, here's a div, here's a script tag, like, boom. Here's a web app that you can just embed on your page. That's so lovely. Daniel, Google Sheets so fire as a backend. Have we talked this about the what pecking we need to order do. stuff? No. Pecking order is so insane right now. What are you talking about? Pecking bro? order, our game, our like social oh, deception yeah, yeah, game. Okay. Right, yeah. It is almost fully autonomous right now like it it requires yep. it still requires like a game manager, manager. or a gm yep. whatever you game master that's good morning game I game, think. game maestro um yep. but that person has to do very little actual doing of anything yeah. almost everything is fully automated there's three google forms and they all feed a google sheet and yeah, that is so sick. And that Google Sheet, <laughs> each player of the game has a read-only Google Sheet that pulls only the cells that they're able to know about from the master Google Sheet. Um, it's insane. Listener, um, Daniel's not lying. He showed me this business, and and I was like, I oh my gosh, this is freaking brilliant. Yeah. This is like a brilliant way. Like it's a prototype. My something. interpretation yeah. of it is like. You got you got your boy John Drexler, who's like, are we allowed to say his name? Yeah, the smartest spreadsheet boy in the world. Yeah, he's a spreadsheet boy, and he's a smart boy, and so he's like, you know, running this game thing, and 
Daniel's a programmer. So like, oh, dude, I'll whip up a Laravel app, you know, get this thing going does but then requirements are changing constantly yeah because we're designing a a game so the rules are changing everything's changing so like the programming load is just so insane like any project ever and then they just decide like hey what if we just use google sheets like what if like you know john's like well what if i just use all of the tools that i can use and make this really easy and by combining google sheets and forms and read only sheets you can create a web app yeah it's insane. It's so crazy. So like your all of your models, like a very functioning web app. Yeah, all of your models are like store. So it's it's basically like an event sourced web app, right? Because like every time you submit a form, it creates a row in the in the I want to call it the database, but it's not a database. But it creates a row in the spreadsheet, right? Um, yeah. So like submitting a form is basically an event, right? And it creates a row in the spreadsheet, yeah. and then like the read only spreadsheets are basically like collating and like calculating right. based on all of the existing rows in the spreadsheet like what data should i show yep. in this cell mm-hmm. and it's like these crazy formulas that john's been writing and but it's like it's wild so like the scoreboard is automatically generated in one sheet and like you know all this crazy like private information that only you are allowed to know is displayed in your sheet and then like public information is displayed in other places it's wild how it works but it's it's, it's just like event sourcing through Google Sheets. It's insane. So now I've I started the rewrite. Now that everything's basically solid, you know? Yeah. Because it's like now that other people are invested in it not changing because John doesn't want to redo his whole Google Sheets mess, you know? Yeah. And like Grant, the other Google Sheets guy, like and Chris, there's multiple Google Sheets guys and none of them want to be like want to change everything yeah. in the Google Sheet. So now that everything's basically static. And it's just like we're tweaking variables, basically. Like now I can like start the rewrite. So I'm like starting the rewrite. I'm doing it like from the get go this time, like as like an event source web app, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. good. So and I'm using Pest. I love Pest. Yeah, Pest is cool. Just the test runner is amazing. And like just like showing like progress to non-programmers just screenshotting yeah. my test test results and nice. each of them describes a use case that works yep. you know where it's like it does this it does this it does this it does this so i don't need to like write a progress update i can just send them a screenshot of my test suite running and it's like hey here's what the app can currently do which is yep. crazy yeah that's dope i should use pest um i think one of the pest folks offered or asked about like refactoring laravel's test or livewire's test to pest but livewire's test suite is just so unbelievably massive and like diverse that i just figured it would like so not be worth it Um, you know about and i think i still feel that way but i wish that i would be using it often no oh does that exist miguel made it it's better php unit with the same oh it's literally just better php unit but it's better pest Right. Something happened with that at one point. I think he asked me if I'm cool with it. And I don't remember what I said, but I remember it being like... You should be cool with it. It's good. Oh, I know for sure. But I think what I said was like, we could just make better PHP unit do that. I Well, so um, I actually started down the road of refactoring better PHP unit to support PEST. And then yeah. I was like, let's just see if there's a PEST test runner. 
and it exists and it exists and it's called yeah. better pass and it's just better php unit but it works with pass funny and better yeah, pass supports I don't care. I'd rather php not. unit oh there you go because pass will yeah. just run your php unit tests by default gotcha if even if they're yeah. not pass tests so you just replace yeah. better php unit with better pass and then yeah if somebody wants to pull requests to better php unit i'd be down but i don't love maintaining that anymore although it doesn't cost me any work basically yeah um, but that would be nice if like better php unit included does better php unit have a run suite command or is it just so. file no i'm pretty sure okay. it's i never used yeah. that although i have wanted it and i just didn't know to look for it better php unit run suite it's literally it called suite. run suite okay, yeah cool um yeah, sweet sweet because yeah once i installed better past i was like looking at it to see if there's any differences and i saw that it had a run suite and i was like oh i wonder if better php has that and then i forgot yep. to look for it so now i'm just asking you so the yeah it's there um the one thing about all this so I, i'm so much in, i used to be way more in this mindset than i am now but this was this was like one hang up i had about pest that uh i definitely need to get over a hundred percent because the like the pest api is so like good and obvious like that it's that it's a good tool and like of course like why wouldn't you get rid of all this cruft it's much more like jest you know like in every way i like it the command line like there's a lot of care put into it and a lot of work that went into it um but because it was built on top of php unit which they should have done but because of that I just had like this bent of like, oh, this was so much easier for you because you get to use like 20 years of Sebastian Bergman's work, you know? So I just had this like thing in the back of my head that's just like, this is really cool, but I I, like feel Sebastian (laughs) Bergman if if this gets like super big and like he's the guy doing all the hard work for the like crusty thing that's like incredibly robust that that is like underlying this 99% of the code and complexity of this fancy thing. And then whoever builds this fancy thing gets to reap all the marketing-y benefits of of that and so that was like that's something that um exists everywhere we talked about this ad nauseum and it's not i'm not throwing shade on pest they should build pest nuno did an incredible job mm-hmm. it should be popular and we should all use it but it is unfortunate you know what i mean yeah it almost feels it's like, like it's there just, should be this is something nfts could solve by the way um but like it almost feels like there should be a way for like github sponsors um to like allow you yeah, to, to like, like pay royalties to yeah to allow you to say like hey this is yeah. like a a major underlying component of my thing yeah you know like how you owe taylor half of your livewire sponsorships right yep <laughs> <laughs> that is a funny one because it's like taylor sponsors me yeah which is funny <laughs> which is funny um because it just depends on your frame of reference yeah it does and there's so many different ways to interpret this. You could say that like Livewire is the same and that it just uses all of Laravel's corner of the hood. But I mean, there um, is a difference though, which is that like, I don't think PHP unit makes a lot of money. Sure. That, that is one difference. I mean, the other difference is like, it would like Laravel and Symphony is more akin to like Pest and PHP unit right. than Livewire and Laravel. Yeah. If Livewire was like a lightweight alternative to Laravel, then that would be, that would be in that vein. Yeah where like i'm trying to think of another tool that's like like inertia or something you know something that's that's um completely like unique in its own right and yeah. uh, has its own you know own functionality completely adjacent to right uh to the thing it's built on top of i guess it's kind of like but, but but there is still that correlation of course is like yeah you know, 
like liveware is popular because laravel is popular yeah like if laravel wasn't popular liveware would not be popular yeah so it's not like a whole framework and how to build web apps in itself i can't say that like i created the thing that allows you to build great backends it's like i created a thin slice on top of that thing sure you know yeah so yeah all that yeah. to say pest is, but, pest is pretty good Pest is dope. Um, I wish I had a reason to like use it. There but. are a couple like magic things that don't work as expected. Is that right? Um, like, so you can say like f the like the expectations library or subsection yeah. of the API where you can say like expect something to be something, you know? Yep. But yep. you can say like um, expect user arrow so expect user and you put that that's like your first statement right and then yep. after yep. the expect you do arrow and then you do name to be Daniel. Yep. so you can say yeah. expect user arrow yep. name to be Daniel. Mm -hmm. so the arrow name is not inside the expect it's outside the expect yeah it's like a uh, um what's it called like a, a higher order uh yes you know what? What are the things in, in Laravel? There's not just higher order functions. What are those called when you have like, you know, when you say like user arrow posts arrow each arrow, yeah, and then like those a property order post methods, yeah, yeah, higher order, yeah, it's like that. Um, Whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I seen to that, and you can, and that's like an alternative syntax. It is you an alternative syntax. That. And then another thing that you can do is you can say. Um, each you can do an each so you can say expect users yep each or say let's say it was usernames right like expect usernames yeah. each to be in this array right yeah um and the thing you would expect to be able to do hmm. is wait can i guess yeah. what it is so you have expect users arrow each arrow in and then you pass in an array into the in method? Uh, that's not what I was thinking. But the thing I was... Write out the syntax to me, and then I, I can, like, guess what... So the thing... So we have another data point. Well, I, what, wait, what do you want me to explain to you? Just to, like, set me up so that, like, rather than you just saying what you think it should do, mm -hmm. we can see what I would think it should do to compare. Uh, well, so I've told you those two ingredients. Right? So there's... Well, just write out to me the, the, the question. The question? I don't have a question. Expect users uh -huh. just write out to me the thing that you're about to say works unexpectedly i'm not saying something works unexpectedly. i'm saying something doesn't work unexpectedly something i would expect to work doesn't work right i'm just saying that you have an expectation uh -huh. and pest mismatches that expectation yes and i want you to transfer the thing to me so i can see if that would be my expectation transfer the thing meaning tell you what the thing i wrote is and then you'll tell me what you would expect yeah. it to do Right. Okay. I mean, you could just sure, say sure, buzz sure. off and just tell me, but I think it's I a see, fun exercise. So yeah, if you say expect users each name yep. Yep. to be in an array. So to be in and then you pass in what, an array. Whatever. I don't know what the actual ex, uh, expectation function for like to be in an array is. But like, okay, okay. What yeah. I want to say is expect users each right. name and then some assertion. Right. So I would expect that, you know, if you have a pile of users, you're accessing a name on it. And now you're saying that I would be passing in like an array of names, like an array of like Daniel, Caleb, you know, um, 
Joffrey's Coffrey's or something. But I'm accessing a property on those objects. Name. Right. So you have users that is like, let's just say that, let's say that the users are like Daniel and Caleb, Mm -hmm. like user models, and then arrow each, arrow name. They each have a name property Mm -hmm. called Daniel and Caleb. And then arrow expect to be in array or whatever. Yeah. And the array that I'm checking for just has like Paul and Mary. Sure. Then I expect to to fail. And then the inverse to be true. Yeah. Yep. That that would be my expectation as well. Okay. So how does it work differently? Uh, what what happens is it says uh, call to undefined method name on array, or called call to undefined method name on object or something like that. Okay. So because of the way that like the the fluency fallback caller situation works. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um because they support like higher order methods like that, where like you call a property, but it's actually a method. The first assumption is that the property that I'm calling after each is actually a method. And so it looks for a method called that and tries to call it. And interesting. Yeah. It seems like something that that could get fixed, but like, because it's magic. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, there's a couple things in there that are a little magic y that, interesting i would i guess maybe they have to do that to know if the next thing that's about to be called should be the higher ordery thing well so this is the thing though right if i say expect user arrow name to be daniel it works it works gotcha and the the expectation that they're building with each is that everything you call after each is just stuff you would call on a single item yeah exactly right right. but there's a calling properties of the thing on the after each actually behaves differently than calling them on a single item which is like a weird thing yeah so like i'm not like here to bitch about it i'm just saying i'm just saying like there what it revealed to me is that there's like i bet if i like built an entire app with this thing i would run into more little instances of magic wrestle with the thing yeah sure if you go the ma- the extra magic you route. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like right. magic in your application is kind of okay. Magic in your test suite is a little scary. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like oh, like are my tests only passing because of some magic I don't understand, you know? Sure. Right. Like you want to be super yeah. explicit in your tests and it Yeah, it no doubt. Like I don't know. I could just imagine a situation where like what if I had a method called name like, what if I had a method that had the same name as a property on my model and, like, yeah. it passed when it shouldn't or something like, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Have you have you used Cypress at any, I for any, like, for project? I one journey? project. I mean, I've definitely have run, Cy- like, I've run the Alpine Cypress tests, but. Um, okay, yeah. But, like, I've used. Oh, no, and I wrote an Alpine Cypress test. But I've definitely used it on some Titan project way back in the day. Okay. This is, I mean, I just want to say that Cypress is so dope. I love it a thousand million percent for that stuff. But man, is it like that kind of thing where it's like, I often think, I mean, just yesterday when I was writing all the morph tests for the portal stuff, I just like was fiddling the way that like um, synchronicity works is so weird in it. You know, if like you want to even accessing like, the window object 
you know, doing something on the window object is non-trivial because there's like the wrapper, like I Cypress remember. runtime, yeah. and then the actual browser runtime. And like, I try my best to um, abstract. Oh, sorry, hold on. I'm getting the second call, and you know, the second call could always be like, I'm dead on the side of the road. Right. Um, on NPTM. Sup. Oh, okay, so yeah so anyway that's um that's it's a wrestle and then yesterday i was doing something and struggling with it and then i just thought to myself like wait a second do all these tests pass because this thing because i misunderstand the way that synchronicity works in cyprus was because like it just so happens i don't actually don't know i don't think so i'm still confused about it but like these are tests where I am testing that like morphing something keeps it the same, yeah. you know, like taking one bit of HTML, doing some Alpine stuff and then morphing that HTML to the exact same HTML set preserves exactly what it is, yeah. you know? So it's the, it's prone to something like this where if literally, if I just did nothing in the test, they would all pass, but I'm doing something and I need to make sure that they all are the same and pass. But if that synchronicity is mixed up where like for some reason that morph call happens after it makes all the assertions, then it could just be all out the window, you know, and it could be a useless test suite. Um, I've had, I've discovered that a test passed incorrectly, like so late in a project before it's the worst feeling in the world. Mm, realizing yeah. like oh my god this failed by accident or this passed by accident for like six right. months and yeah. like there's this like obvious to me now edge case that this just doesn't handle and i thought it covered everything but like obviously like if you pass something truthy in here then it's always gonna pass and like that's what's yeah. happening or you know or whatever right oh yep. man that, those are the worst feelings Man, oh man. Because, like, you build yeah. your whole life on trusting your tests, and, like, you discover late in the game that you wrote a bad test, and you're like, no! Yep. And p- past and PHP unit, like, the nice thing about PHP unit is, like, it's just PHP unit. Yeah. Um, past in- increases that mental load. It does. By a factor of one or whatever. But still, consider, like, something like Jest or Cypress where you go in the docs and you want to find like an expectation or whatever, like again, like any of these tools, they, you run into the same beginner and more advanced. Like I've used just for our years and Cypress like heavily. And still, I don't understand what's Mocha, Sinan, Chai, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of different ways to do stuff. And I don't even know if like, cause you might be on the docs and like somehow you'll be on the docs and be like, these are docs I expect. Like, how do I assert that this, element it has this text inside of it but then you might like just go searching not on google for those docs on cypress's docs and you'll end up in like some mocha synon thing with a different syntax and you don't understand it um and it's like actually asynchronous but it doesn't look asynchronous so you think you can just do like an assertion then an action another assertion and normally you're okay but if you don't like perfectly behave in their wheelhouse of like syntaxes then you'll get totally wonked out yeah. in the you well, know, and it's wild how much episode. like over time you've built up knowledge about like the return types of different shit in your PHP unit tests. Yeah. You know, where it's like, yep. oh, like I know that like this arrow get returns like a test response, which then I can access yeah. the base response from. 
you know right or like random shit like that like yep that's nice there's all this like knowledge that you have about like how shit works and now i have to like learn new return types i'm like well what does expect return yeah you have to what does like yes to be return can i chain more to be's on top of this or like to could i say like to to match to be to you know could i like do all of that so that's interesting i think the mental load is shifted so i think there is more mental load in um understanding how your tests work but there's actually less mental load in understanding what your tests test um because go back and read like an old complicated php unit test yeah and like shit's fucking indecipherable you know yeah like the first like Mm -hmm. 10 lines of it are all factories and right and i'm like why am i creating you know why am i creating a team for this user oh it turns out i just need a team like this or else this accessor doesn't work yeah and like i just did that to like make the world okay for this accessor because in the real world they're always going to have a team and i have another test that asserts that they always have a team so here i'm just randomly creating a team that has these specific properties so that i can test this one piece of functionality you know yep um and i think that uh because you're just writing less code in past, like it's yep. way easier to grok your test suite, like and what yeah. you're trying to do. That being yep. said, like when it comes down to like nitty gritty actual implementation details of your tests, like there's more like, huh, I wonder what, like how to match does its regex matching, like you know or whatever yeah. like i don't know but the nice works. thing is that it's all just like you know php it falls is back so to php unit mostly well right it falls back to php unit mostly and because it's all i mean going back to the synchronicity thing because it's all synchronous it's like life is good and easy like everything in php is so easy because because it's so predictable and reliable and you know it's like this thing happens then this thing happens and you can count on that yeah and that's that there's no long running instance which literally like makes everything so simple yeah yeah so simple it's amazing so so that's great mm. that's great great news daniel colborn dan cole yeah that's me born um javascript is really great daniel uh, it's a, i love javascript i love javascript so good <laughs> i love using javascript it's so flexible. I did. What did I do the other day? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just like roll around in it all the time because the syntactic stuff and like the array manipulation and destructuring stuff that JavaScript. has. Yeah, that stuff's fantastic. It's just so good. And it like I try and do some of that stuff in PHP. Like like I use the like array two variables equals something stuff. Yep. Um, yep. But like. There, it's just bad because like if you have keyed arrays that aren't numerically keyed it fails you know uh-huh. or just like random it's just like and so then it's like well it's not even worth doing it because like what if i need to use this function later and pass in a keyed array or something and i expect it yep. to just act how it acts but it doesn't you know the magic getters on php classes is one huge level up yeah. from from javascript yeah, yeah, yeah. The only way to do that in JavaScript is with proxies, and now all of a sudden you're in proxy hell. I just realized that like the other day that I just want to be able to decorate a thing, or basically I want a thing 
that I can forward calls to the underlying thing. Yeah. Well, you, know? you, you can Which also in PHP is so trivial. You can also just like build a class with the prototype of the base thing. Sure, but that's then. Like yeah, that's what Ziggy I mean, is. I'm trying to think of of where I needed it and if that would have been a good solution because I know I could have done that, but like, why didn't I want to do that? I mean, it kind of they were sucks. just like two two different of things. It was basically like I think I was creating a DOM managing class, like something that you could pass in an element and then call like next, previous, first, last, insert before, insert after, all those like basic DOM stuff, like a why DOM no good fixer uh-huh. kind of thing because I need it to be portal aware now. So like I might as well isolate it all to one, one like core thing. Yeah. Um, but then like, there's a lot of things that I just wanted to forward, um, or a few things that I wanted to forward, but I couldn't because it needed like, maybe it'd be like, I wanted to like forward to the Dom collection. And so like, even if I inherited the prototype of Dom collection, it wouldn't like be a Dom. It wouldn't like have the collection of elements. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so in PHP, I could just have an underscore underscore get or call and then, you know, forward it to that property of DOM elements, whatever, and everything would be all good. But in this land, it's like my option is to do a proxy. And my first hesitancy is like, oh, but then it's a proxy. So every time you like console.log it, it's a proxy and they're a little bit, you know, um, opaque. Yep. And that's annoying. And it's not actually the type of the thing you're using, which sucks. But even then, like if you get over that, because that's just more of like a hand wavy concern. If you get over that, I think that's a bigger concern than you're making it sound like. I mean, for sure. But the the real problem, yeah. the real issue, is that this dot this like this is actually an instance of the proxy. And so if you have some like if you do some magic like intercepting thing, you're basically intercepting everything, and you have to like do all these things. So you don't get recursive references uh-huh. you know like that's the real hard stuff is like any native javascripty thing you want to access like dot two string or something or dot whatever like so where did this object to... created like did you create this object or did was yeah, it I like returned from a native function no i created the i mean this dom manager thingy yeah no okay so it's like in that case i would just like create i would do the prototype thing um so i mean i i couldn't why not i think i can say fairly certainly that i couldn't because i needed control over what i was forwarding and to what i was forwarding it to you know what, what i'm saying you were it's not just it's not just like i was taking some native type mm-hmm. and decorating it with new functionality okay. because i could just you know okay. use the prototype of the underlying thing this is like i'm creating a new thing that does its own things and has some properties and i want to forward some calls to those properties, yeah. you know? Um, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, I think it, maybe the exact instance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right. It's like, I think I, like, element is a property on this DOM manager. Right, and you want to forward something to pass the element. element. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. And so, like, I could use the prototype of DOM element, but that, A, seems like a horrible idea, and B, like, I wouldn't even know how to go about that, how to make that DOM element the actual element, you know, because that DOM element needs all the properties of like target and I don't know, maybe I should, honestly, maybe I should look into that, decorating the native DOM element with my own ordeal. 
Yeah, that would be kind of sick. Honestly, I should look into that. But like, how would you even do that? So like, how would I take an element and turn it into my own version of it that inherits from the properties of that and actually like make it behave as both? Um, well, Dude, that'd be freaking the wild, ideal man. situation would be that like before the element gets created, you intercept. I don't know if that's possible and what you're doing, but like ideally it would be like before you knew up the element at all, you just actually well, the knew thing is you don't. Okay. Your decorated element. Right, but I don't think you know because you're not like newing up the element. You you're just, just have the it. element right, right. object from query selector or something. So like, how do I take that element and just wrap it up? And if I did, I should look into this honestly because if I did have it wrapped up, I could just pass that thing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that'd be so sick. That'd be crazy. Um, well, and like that would be like. But then I don't that know would be the ideal. Would. would be like if there was some way to like say at like a base level, like anytime you reference element actually reference this other thing right then you win yeah but like what's the utility there i guess it's just a few right but it's also you, like you had a get component method or or like an you know like a double right, underscore yeah. x method yeah. to your dom elements but like who do i mess with you know when i do that it's like how many people do how many people and tools do i mess with if like somehow i turn an element on a page I mean, basically, it's like a custom element. What if instead you, know? you create... Oh, here's what you do. Um, what do I do, Dan Cole? You create an Alpine Global called get element by ID and an Alpine Global called get element by query. Oh, I see. That just sure. returns the Alpineified versions of those elements. And right. so then people can use... If they ever need to like get an element that is like part of Alpine and they want to use it in Alpine context... Yeah. They can then just say like alpine dot it, rather than saying document dot get element by ID. They just instead would say alpine right. dot get element by ID and they get the yeah, alpineified version of that element. The ergonomic issue with this is like, and it's the same reason I love that Alpine doesn't use synthetic events and uses native DOM events. Uh -huh. It's like jQuery does this dollar sign pass in the element now you get the jquery thing that has all the jquery foo yes but and you don't like that like i mean it maybe you like it when you're really steeped in jquery but in hindsight you're like oh i'm so glad to be in native dom land yeah. you know and like i would want to preserve that with alpine that experience i wouldn't want i wouldn't want it to become a thing where like you always want to work with the alpineified so version of the, the element so i don't necessarily agree i think the reason I think the thing with the jQuery thing is that it's not an element. The thing you get back isn't an element, right? It's like yeah, uh, yeah. you can access the element from it, but it's just a jQuery yep. object, right. right? Your thing would be an element. It would just be slightly decorated. It would be an element. Yeah, that's true. But it would have the same vibe. You think? You know what I mean? I do. Right. I think it would be the, a level up, like you're saying, but to me, it would still have that vibe, you know, of like too it it detracts from the vibe of alpine being like a slim lightweight dom oriented do you feel tool, the same about like you know? getting a collection instead of an array well in um yeah i mean i do like in in javascript you're working with a native array well no but i'm saying like it has all those things yeah but like wouldn't you rather get like a more functional object um 
Yes and no. I feel that way with collections as well. Like it feels heavier when it's a collection. It's not. I mean, it's it is not in any meaningful sense. It is in a conceptual sense, totally. Right. right. But like, and that's meaningful. You mean heavier isn't slower? Because that's the thing I'm no, talking about. No, just heavier as in feeling heavier. I don't know what that it means. Feels. <clears throat> yes, you do. You know what when something feels heavy, Daniel. You're well, just dismissing no, that statement. I mean, I think I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't understand how that could apply to this context. A raw array in PHP versus a, a collection. One feels heavier. Um, One feels non-native. Even though there's two array, even though it's arrayable and iterable or whatever. Like, feels. if you have a collection and you're throwing it around, like, you, you feel it as, like, there's some bit of liability that, like, you're passing, like, a non-primitive type around. You know what I mean? Um, I don't feel that. You'd never feel that. I don't think so. You just so. collection everything all the I time. I collect probably, a lot of and, shit. Right. I mean, I, I, I guess I collect when I need to do something with that thing. Yes, of course. But I often return a plain array or accept a plain array. Oh, really? I often just return a collection and I expect collections. I guess it depends what I'm working in. If it's like something model then yeah, like that makes sense. But... Um, I'll do it for I don't know. random I guess, static arrays. I'll just turn them into collections and shit. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm thinking of like all the bits of LiveWire core that track things in arrays, like child IDs and whatever, all that stuff. They're plain arrays because if they're collections, they're unnecessarily heavy and tied to a framework and all this stuff. Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a, I I mean, that's I, a fine decision to make like because you don't want the dependency on an external thing, but this is, this would be like De- I mean, I already commit to depending on it because I use collections right, and right. LiveWire. So it's more just the feeling of it. Right, right. You know? but I mean, like, then you're tied to someone else's decisions about collections. Yeah, right. but that's not even the real fear to me. It's just that one feels um, stripped down and clear, and the other one feels um, mushy, but you also get, you know, I love collections, mm-hmm. but in my mind, like, I don't want to replace all of my array usage with collections. I just don't. Yeah. There's like a nice feeling I have when something is purely like even in like Laravel, a ton of Laravel's core uses like array Mm -hmm. underscore values instead of like collect arrow values. Right. So I think those are cases where you have to write less code in order to use the array. They're even like, like I think it's, it's um, to me like there are times when I use naked arrays and it generally comes down to like, well, this is a one-liner, so it's not worth adding the extra little bit of... Well, even sometimes I think it costs more to use the plain array syntaxes. And you get things that look worse, yeah. like in the case of like a reduce or, or something. I generally that, wouldn't um, do that unless I, unless I was writing a code example for a tweet that I didn't want to have a collection because I wanted like, I wanted like non-Laravel people to be able to understand my tweet. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, collections aren't even supposed, you know, this is the thing that like we talked about that realization that I had because Taylor told me I was like barking up some tree with collections and he's like, that's not even really what collections are for. They're not supposed to be, they're not for, they're not maps. They're like, um, or maybe it's the opposite or no, I think it is that like, they're not a mapping utility that to him is what it's, um, 
is that what it is there's like in his i think in his mind like a collection is a list and then if you're treating an array like a map you would use insert the much less frequently used laravel core type that i can't think of right now um we're dealing with this with the oh a message bag or a bag um because like he uses bags for error messages for and so when we we're talking about the attribute bag for the the uh, blade components you know i was like oh we just use a collection and decorate it up to like do all these fancy things and he's like that's not really what collections are for i wouldn't think to use this as a collection like this is really a bag um it should be an attribute bag and use all those methods on the bag um and so anyway i don't know there's differences it's not okay. like it's not like this is a better array you know uh, that is but that's a tangent on collections yeah, that is i think like a totally fair thing to say is that collections are a better array i agree and that the world would be better if php 8.2 just use just straight up replaced array with collections because then agreed um people wouldn't have to invent the concept of heaviness to feel bad about using them dude right? don't you throw shade <laughs> on my no 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 come on you feel this way about so many things you're just uh, it's okay to have that opinion but you have to acknowledge the concept of heaviness and how this could feel that way no, no, no i get it right but i think that the i think that the the concept of heaviness my argument is that it doesn't have any like underlying truth to it right it, like it's purely aesthetic which is truthy enough like, it's plenty of truth sure sure it's, i'm it's just saying like feeling you have right like, but like your code is your mental model of no, your code no, no, it's i know, not I know but code. like the what i'm saying is like the the heaviness conveys like a sense of impending problems right like oh this might cause problems right yeah there's more sure i mean it's, and what i'm saying it's is less that even I don't about that, that i don't but yeah no no okay let's say that yes let's say it is what i'm that. saying is that i think most of those problems are boogeymen that don't exist and i think that it's just i don't I think, think so. it's sort of like a misplaced guilt about like not being like a bare metal programmer or something like you just not you don't that. feel like you're a cool low-level guy i don't get a feeling of i'm a cool low-level guy when i use plain array stuff i get a feeling of I'm working with the smallest unit with the native things provided to manipulate that unit. Mm -hmm. And why is that good? Because one, there's a feeling of close to the metalness, which makes it feel like, like um, cool more reliable. <laughs> oh, more reliable. Yeah. It feels, feels more reliable. Um, and then it also feels like by returning an array, you're sort of abiding by like, basic php primitives mm -hmm. you're creating things that can be used outside of laravel obviously yeah. but you're also just like giving people the option to do with it what they will and not like providing them with this thing that can cause problems because you can't use an, a collection in every single way that you can use an array you know it's not like the exact same thing treated you sure know? well so yeah i mean that's true if you're like publishing a framework but let's just say you're building an app right sure Bec because then it, you don't have to worry about like providing it to people and like what are people's expectations yeah. of receiving this object going to be yeah right but mm -hmm. like within an app like i think like then you're just providing it to yourself right and so like if you just changed your own expectations then then 
you would always expect it to be a collection and then it would be cool you know in php you can set a property of a class as a plane array directly in line yes right but you can't do that with a collection what do you mean if you want a property of some class that you have daniel's cool kid class Mm -hmm. and you have a property called kids Uh you can say public dollar sign kids equals open bracket square bracket um and then all the names Uh max molly then and the square bracket semicolon now let's say that you want that to be a collection you can't do that in line you'd have to do that in a constructor or something you'd have to do that in some sort of runtimey expression evaluating place okay you couldn't say dollar sign kids equals new collection or collect or anything like that i'm i don't think i'm tracking sorry so in php yes. you can set properties to plain arrays right inline yeah you can set a property declaratively right there you can't set a property to whatever i mean i mean directly on the property itself not in a constructor or a method or something what do you mean so you have an object class okay you have a class yep oh i see so you're just saying there's not native support for it yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. for any non-primitive type for a property you can't sure you can't evaluate php i see i see what you're saying yes you know what i'm saying so that's another one is so like all right well if if you're to 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 abide by this like everything should be in a, a collection so that you can so everything can be expressive and you just pass it around and use it everywhere it's like well now you have to do all that collection decorating everywhere mm-hmm. and there's some places that make it like really annoying to do that mm-hmm. and that would be one of mm-hmm. those places you know what i'm saying i do i do know what you're saying you feel me dog i do feel you dog um have I validated my point? I mean, you have definitely like pointed out like a thing you can't do with collections. <laughs> um, no, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Daniel. I get what you're saying. You can't just agree to disagree, huh? I just think I, I think I am agreeing to disagree. Is that what do you I think, not feel Daniel? like I'm agreeing to disagree? You're doing that thing where you where you're not like, oh, I could totally see that. Yeah, no, but I really feel this way. You're doing a thing where you're like, what are you even saying, dog? Like, you're so confused and have so many weird notions about everything. Like, you're just totally 100% wrong. Well, no, but that's those those all the things you just said are the reasons that I disagree. It's like I just don't do think mean? like that. I guess. Sure. I mean, it's okay. You can say that, but I I think that. Um, I think that you could put your head in a place to think like that and then yeah, go no, like, oh, I see. I've, I definitely the, can. Like, and I've been in that place. I'm just saying that I, I don't think I, I don't think I think those things. Right. And like, I'm giving the arguments against those things. I know. Because Daniel. if we just agree to disagree, then we don't have any content. We just, we just get on here and say like, I think this. I'm like, oh, we're, I think a different thing. All right. Well, well no, I love to get to the, the bottom of the now. disagreement. I love to get to the bottom. We love to get to the bottom of the disagreement. Right. And that's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. But you can't get to the bottom of it without acknowledging, without understanding the other side. No, I think I do. I think, I think what I understand is that like the, the work that you have to do to, so there are a few places where you have to interact with, uh, or where like the language itself supports an array in a context that it wouldn't support a collection, yeah. right? So like sure. class yeah. properties is one of them, right? Or like class yep. properties declared outside of a constructor, like yep. just in the root of the class, like public something yeah. equals an array. Um, 
and the root of the disagreement is that you would rather do the work of all over your app dealing with an array and using weirdly named array methods and stuff. No, that is not true. Instead of doing the work of I told you, I collection use collections when collections allow me to use a nice fluent syntax that I often do. Mm-hmm. But I collect that thing up and then here's actually a con of that approach is like I often to array the thing out. Yeah. Where you're saying like, well, don't to array the thing out, leave it as a collection, return it from the thing, do all the things. Yeah. But I guess like, and, and I see that. I mean, I'm torn on that specifically because like the two array thing at the end of the chain is not nice. Yeah, I guess I that's like what I'm saying that is that like feels. the cases where like a collection doesn't work are rare enough that I would say if you're going to do one or the other, rather than having to recollect things all over the place every time you want to mutate or not mutate, but every time you want to do work on them, rather yeah. than having to like collect it here because I'm going to do this or that, right? I would rather mm-hmm. just say... Well, whenever it has to be an array, I'll cast it to an array. But most of the 90% of the time, yeah. it doesn't have to be an array. So I'm not going to force it into this less useful. Something is different about our lives. And it's probably the fact that I don't really work on apps very much. That makes me be like, no, the other case is so much more common. It's so much more common that it's like the less problematic fork in the road to keep things plain arrays. Yeah. And you're like, well, you, why? Um, that's, that has to be the difference, Dan. Cole. It must be. But the, there is a feeling of heaviness <laughs> with dollar sign and jQuery. And I would feel a similar feeling of heaviness with synthetic events or decorated DOM classes in Alpine. Listen, I, I think <laughs> the, the DOM classes thing is fair, right? Because okay. DOM has a, uh, Dom has a reputation for being a big heavy boy big heavy nasty big boy heavy. that we don't like Dom no good sort of well we disagree on that a little bit but just <laughs> a big nasty boy we don't like right um, yeah. and so the idea of like wrapping a Dom element up like the trade off is obvious immediately right to me it's like well, the downside is like, ugh, Dom is already a big heavy boy. Like, why would I want to add anything yeah. else to this? You know? Um, but the the upside is like, well, Dom no good API, so why not add good API? You know? Yep. So like the yeah. the trade-off is obvious there, and it's like I feel like probably as a framework maintainer, like you don't want to get into the like I think the the real concern for me would be like I don't want to get into I don't want to get into a world where like people like my new API so much that they use it instead of the native APIs. And then now I'm on the hook for like maintaining yeah. the API that people use to interact with the Dom. And like, now I'm going to get stupid yeah. fucking pull requests for all this shit where it's like, Hey, like I want to do this, like totally not related to Alpine thing. Um, but it's like, this is the only way I know how to like address a DOM element. So like, that's what I'm going to do. And like, that's the thing that felt bad about jQuery is that like, no one learned JavaScript. Yep. They all just learned jQuery. And so you don't want to, yep. you don't want to create. And there's so many things that, that unnecessarily used jQuery elements instead of just plain elements, yeah. you know? Right. And they, um, then they lock themselves into and that And jQuery objects actually were like big, heavy pieces of shit. They were big. I don't know. I... 
I did feel that way. I don't know enough about jQuery now. Or like, I I don't know if jQuery elements were, but like the dollar sign and then you just slap a query into there that like falls back to get element Mm -hmm. by query. Like that's slow. That's really slow. And that was like the primary object of, or the primary way of getting stuff, right? Like get element by query. Did they even do that? Like was that, like when jQuery came out with that, there was no, there is no get element by query. No, you could say dollar sign brackets and then inside that brackets you would put a string. Right. And it could be like hash Prince. something and get an ID. Yeah. But it could also be like dot, like you could say like class is this and it has a sibling of this. And, you know, you could basically put like a whole CSS query selector in there. Right. That was the innovation that jQuery brought to the world, right? Like right. that didn't exist okay, in yeah, JavaScript. Yeah, sure. Maybe like it didn't fall back to Query that. selector yeah, yeah. didn't exist. Query selector all didn't exist. The only thing you had was get element by ID. So you put that everywhere or get elements by tag yeah, name, yeah. or crawl the whole DOM doing your own yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so that was like a huge innovation. Sure. That's why it's All I'm so saying popular. is that was really slow. Um, and probably Again, unnecessary. I don't know. I, I remember it being really slow. I'm sure it's slow, yeah. but even like query selector is yeah, slow. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing, right? And it's like, very imagine like to... if instead of using get element by ID, everyone was just saying get element by query selector and then putting an ID in their query selector. Sure, which is what a lot of people do, what I do. I almost never write get element by ID. Really? Even though it's like some ridiculous amount faster. It's a lot faster. I never do it because that speed improvement almost never matters. And it's not like, and of course it would matter in a framework like Alpine, but I'm never getting an element by ID in the framework because that's like a user land concern. Uh But in your own code, like, I don't know if anybody realistically stands to benefit from get element by ID. Maybe, maybe not. Unless you're doing something like really crazy. Yeah. Anytime I know something is like times faster, like many times faster, I'm just like, I should use that. Orders of magnitude. Yeah. So you would do get element by ID instead of query selector and pass in the hash string. Yeah. I do it all the time. Really? That's how I like new up my React apps and stuff is like get get element Mm. by ID app. Hmm. There go, Dan there Cole. There go. There go. Is that what like Create React App does on yeah. its own? Right. Yeah, because somebody pull requested somewhere at some point. I mean, I'm sure somebody. Yeah, just that's did what they that, do. But, but like to me, it just feels. But that's correct, like, you know. Well, there you go. That's something there, Daniel. Yeah. Daniel, you got yourself something there. You're... Here's one quick little DOM thing. Yep. Uh, dot is equal node is a method that you can call on any element and pass a new element and decide if they're the same. That's pretty dope. But not not the same. There's is same node that like is like a triple equals, you know, like it's the same reference, same exact object in memory. Mm-hmm. But dot is equal node is like a double equal sign that's just like, are these two DOM trees the same? They have the same attributes, same children. You is know? there something like that for eloquent collections? Or is there like an assertion I can use in PHP unit to, to say like, hey, these eloquent collections like contain all the same stuff? don't know that'd be so useful that's actually a good point to the other to to my case for for collections is in tests you do a lot of two arraying yeah um yeah i don't know but so this dot is equal node i rely on it to make morph dom i add it to make morph dom really fast Mm -hmm. um because i can just say like are these two trees equal okay then let's not walk through them and compare them you know I should actually check the speed of is equal node compared to manually walking because it might actually be like a slow call. 
But anyway, with this portal, these portals use templates, template tags, you know? Mm -hmm. If there's a difference in your template tag, like if you're trying to morph a template tag, is equal node won't detect a difference in a template tag. Hmm. It will think they're equal. Which is which just automatically like disables that my ability to use that and offer support for portal morphing. Template tags, I don't really I mean, I understand how to use them in a user land world. I don't understand yeah. them under the hood though. Like they're awesome. How how are they what is it about them that's different enough from a DOM node that like they wouldn't be handled by this? Like what right. what is they can what difference when they're rendered on the DOM and you like open it up, you'll see this in the in the dev tools, like they create a document fragment. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, is what's a document fragment? Yeah, it's basically a th it it allows you to have two root level sibling nodes. So that yeah, the yeah, power yeah. of the document fragment is that you don't have to have a f a single node. Sure. You know, a fragment can have two root nodes. Yeah. Well, because the root node is the template basically. The root node, right? The root node is actually the document fragment right. that is like kind of like a DOM node on the page. Uh -huh. But the cool thing about fragments is like you could take two siblings from a page and extract it to a fragment and move it somewhere else on the page mm -hmm. where like otherwise you can't just move two siblings without individually moving both yeah, of them yeah. you know or adding a root thing so fragments are like nice for a bunch of reasons but i was saying like anyway are, like does the fragment api have any other like weird stuff on it like is it like a totally different api it is yep it's totally different um if you call any like dot parent there? node um I don't know. I'm not not any that come to the top of my head. Um, but there is like, I don't know. I mean, you can clone a frag. You can like clone fragments. You can do, um, I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff with the select API as well. Like there's a whole, you know, JavaScript API for like highlighting stuff, like with your cursor on the page. And like that's uses heavily uses document fragments um, because you might be like, sele you know, selecting two text nodes or something um, and you want to get like the entirety of the elements that are selected and it'll give you like a fragment from that but yeah you can detach fragments from a page there is kind of a nice api for like mm. detach and and attach and whatever stuff like that low-key um low-key gripe i can never spell attach when i'm working with like belongs to many's really? i misspell it all the time you missed the second t no, i put a tc i do tch really yeah and then i'm like i'm an like idiot batch or something so like every time Funny. i have to like attach something in my yeah. brain at this point i'm like oh no it's not how you spell it it's not how you think about spelling it. so i have to like sit there and be like a t like i have to think so hard about it every time i type huh. it there have been like times where like i've had like failing tests it was like oh yeah you misspelled attach like back before i had like you know IntelliFence and stuff like back in the sublime text yeah. days like mm -hmm. there was like plenty of times where like i tried to do something and it just didn't work and i was like what the hell is hmm. going on it's like oh you just don't know how to spell attach funny you learn by maintaining big documentation sites you learn things that you misspell constantly even if you know better like you know it's like a good way to like open source your your, your spelling, spelling flaws problems you know <laughs> you get the same pr over and over and over again yep that's funny yep 
I like I wrote Arya Active Descendant today. Descendant. Like, I'm sure I misspelled Descendant. Anything that's like could be dent or dant, but it's like pronounced dent, but like it is it descendant or descendant? Or is there is it like an S before the C, mm-hmm. you know, or is it one of those like you know, yeah. dude. I before E, but is stuff. it even an E or is it an A? Is it what's that? It's like Oh right, right. I yeah. before but e even is- I before E is like I mess some I before E thing up all the time trying to think what it is. Isn't receive like I before E except after C, but I but it's E I after C and receive? Probably not. But there's there's one exception to the or like common exception to I before exception e. to I before E. Um Yeah, there's uh what is maybe maybe I'm just wrong, but Maybe that's part of my problem. English is so weird. Weird. Uh, weird yeah. is one that is an exception. Forfeit, albeit, glacier, and seas. So forfeit and albeit. To, I think both of those, the IT is it. Right. Yep. Like. Yep. Forfeit. Right. Yeah. Weird is, is weird's weird. Weird's weird. Weird's weird. So is C's, but weird's weird's one that's weird. Maybe it's weird. Maybe that's the one that I trip up mm. on. I don't know. I used to trip up on one. Or maybe I maybe I always misspelled receive. That's probably very true. No. I right, no, I before you see. Yeah. I probably always just missed the rule on receive. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Dude. Whatever, dog. Whatever, doid. Should we cue this freaking outro music, Let's bro? Cue the outro music. No 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 no